Welcome to another Christian Center podcast. For more information, you can visit our website or you can visit our Facebook page. We really hope that you enjoy this podcast and that you'll be inspired by it. Thank you for listening. Today I want to talk to you about Jesus, the Son who is God's Word. Jesus, the Son, who is God's Word. We're going to read from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, and we are reading from the New International Version. In the past, verse 1, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he has provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Now this is the beginning of a a series of messages from the letter to the Hebrews. I just want to give you a little bit of background to this letter. Firstly, it is probably rather a long sermon that has been sent on as a letter. Secondly, No one knows for sure who wrote Hebrews. We are quite sure that it wasn't the Apostle Paul, even though there are certain elements in this letter, in Hebrews, that correspond with Paul's thinking about Jesus. The great German reformer, Martin Luther, argued strongly in favor of Apollos, as the writer of Hebrews. And we know that Apollos was well known and in frequent contact with Paul, which explains Paul's possible influence on his thinking. And from Hebrews 13 verse 23, it is clear that the the writer of Hebrews was also in contact with Timothy, because he says, I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. Apollos was a native of the city Alexandria, uh, a reason why his Greek was probably far above average. It is telling that the Greek in Hebrews is exceptionally good. It's not the Koine Greek spoken in the streets and in which most of the New Testament is written. It is closer to classical Greek. Uh, Just like we're not quite sure who wrote the letter, we are also not sure to whom the letter was addressed. However, we find a clue in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 24. There we read, those from Italy 
send you their greetings. Therefore, we suspect that Hebrews was written to Christians in Italy and maybe more specific in Rome, the capital city of the Roman Empire and of Italy. If you read through the letter, you will also notice that the readers were experiencing persecution, but they were not yet dying for their faith. And this may point to a time when Nero was the Roman Caesar and started to persecute the church in Rome, although the Christians were at that stage not yet killed. But their faith was outlawed and outlawed. And this forced the church to go underground. Very much like the church is currently forced to go underground by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now in those days, they faced a visible enemy. Currently, we are facing an invisible enemy. But the result is the same. Hebrews is especially addressed to Jewish Christians. Very important to understand. Jewish Christians who had a back door through which they could escape. The Jewish faith, Judaism, was still legal. Therefore, they could easily return to Judaism, to their Jewish faith, and avoid being persecuted. After all, they would still be worshipping the same God as the Christians. However, and here's the catch, they would no longer be able to confess their faith in Jesus Christ. And that is why the writer of Hebrews put so much emphasis on Jesus. He reminds them who Jesus is and how vitally important it is to persevere in their faith and in their close relationship with Jesus. And that is also my purpose during this period of social distancing and that the church is basically forced to go underground. I want to remind you who Jesus is. And I want to strengthen your bond with Jesus. The weekly community of believers is not at the moment, not currently there to strengthen you in your faith. And it's so easy now to drift away from Jesus. While we temporarily cannot continue with our services, we all can still hold firm unto Jesus. And hear me, if we all hold on to Him, we will also stay close to each other because Jesus is the one who unites us. Now let us start 
with this question. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? We all have our own ideas concerning Jesus. And your Jesus may not look quite like my Jesus. Maybe your Jesus is an exceptional guru who came to share deep spiritual wisdom with the world. Or maybe you see him as a freedom fighter who came to promote liberty through human rights. Or maybe you see him as dear Jesus who must fix everything, comfort you and make you feel better. Or maybe you see him as a lion who roars and devours people with razor-sharp judgments. My friend, in the end, my Jesus and your Jesus are irrelevant. Irrelevant. The real question is, what does the Jesus look like who is revealed to us in Scripture? And if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, deep in your heart, you will hear an Amen. Your heart will burn inside you about the Jesus that we meet in Scripture. I only read the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1. And it's amazing that in these three rather short verses, seven things about Jesus is revealed. Can you imagine? Three verses, but seven things revealed about Jesus. Number one, God appointed Him heir of all things. Number two, God made the universe through Jesus. And we're still going to look at Jesus and creation. Number three, Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Number four, Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. Number five, Jesus sustains all things by His powerful Word. Number six, Jesus provided purification from sins. And number seven, Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on he uh, in heaven. I can summarize. The entire first chapter of Hebrews with one word. And that is the word better. Jesus is better. He is better than the prophets through whom God spoke in the past. He is better than Moses. He is better than the angels. Actually, 
the writer of Hebrews says, Jesus is of a far superior kind than the angels. Why? Because he is not just a prophet. He is not just an angel. The key is, he is the Son. Verse 4 says, Jesus inherited a name that is far superior than that of the angels. Whether it is the archangel Gabriel, whether it is Michael, whether it is Raphael, God does not call them son, but Jesus, Jesus, he calls his son. And here we are looking into a mystery which we cannot really unravel. And that is a good thing because any God that can be fully explained, fully described and defined in human language is not God at all. It is an idol. The true God reveals himself but there's always something that remains too high too big for us to comprehend we cannot capture it in words John 3.16 in the King James Version reads for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son I want to make, uh, uh, put emphasis on those words. That he gave his only begotten son. The words begotten son. Does that refer to Jesus' birth from Mary? In Hebrews 1 verse 5 we come across the same concept. God speaks of Jesus and he says, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Again this word, begotten. The word begotten here is the same word used in John 3.16. And it can also be translated, the Greek can also be translated with today I gave birth to you. And if you read this verse in the context of the entire first chapter of Hebrews, you cannot come to another conclusion that this has nothing to do with Jesus' birth from Mary. This has everything to do with the mystery of Jesus' uh, existence before creation. And we get a clue in Hebrews 1 verse 2 which says, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. 
the fact that God gave birth to Jesus tells us something about Jesus' identity. That Son is not just a title, but that He is Son in the true sense, the ontological sense of the word. Jesus is of the same kind as God Himself. And that is why He is the radiance of God's glory. We see something of this displayed when Peter, John and James were with Jesus on the mountain and right in front of their eyes Jesus changed and His appearance, His face started to shine like the sun. Paul the Apostle when he was still persecuting the church met Jesus on his way to Damascus and the light that surrounded him was so bright that it left Paul blind. As sun, Jesus is literally the radiance of God's glory. No human eye can behold Jesus and not be blinded by His radiance. But He is also the exact representation of God's being. In other words, of God's person. Isn't that exactly what Jesus said? If you have seen the Father, if you have seen me rather, you have seen the Father. The Greek says, Jesus is the exact likeness of God's person. If you look at Jesus, you see God. If you listen to Jesus' words, you hear God speaking. That is why the very first sentence of Hebrews is so important. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. But in these last days, or in John's words, in this last hour, He spoke to us through no one less than His Son. This, my friend, compels us to look and listen to Jesus in a totally different light. You cannot ignore Jesus. You cannot simply sweep Jesus off the table. If you ignore Him, you ignore God Himself. And when He says that God 
spoke to us through His Son. Does that only refer to the cross and the resurrection? Did God only speak in Jesus through the cross and Jesus' resurrection? No, my friend. A bit later in Hebrews, it becomes clear. Jesus' every word and His every deed revealed God to us. In every word of Jesus, you hear God speaking. Whether He sits on the mountain and deliberates with His disciples, or whether He sits, speaks to the crowds in parables, or whether He walks away from Jerusalem and talks to His disciples about what's going to happen in the future. It is all God speaking to us through His Son. Therefore, we read in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, we must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. I'm going to read it again. We must pay most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away while we basically find ourselves currently in isolation from each other as believers. Remember, you are not cut off from the Son. In Him, God Himself is speaking to us. Go read the four Gospels again. And the most amazing thing is this. Through the Holy Spirit, we are still directly connected, linked to Jesus. Do not allow current circumstances and needs to push you away from Jesus. If anything, tighten your grip on Him. Fasten yourself to His Word. Year again, God speaking through Jesus to you. He is the very Word of God Himself to us. Amen. Father, we thank You for Jesus, the Word. Thank You that He is Your Son. Thank You that in these last days, in this last hour, you chose to send no one less than your very own Son to speak your words directly to us. Help us to heed your words and to fix our eyes on Jesus, our Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen.